0: Luke 2.10 And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. 1 Peter 3.15 Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, and do it with gentleness and respect. Welcome to the Bridgeway Christian Church Daily Advent Devotional for Thursday, December 1st. My name is Heather Johnson, and I serve as the Missional Communities Pastor at Bridgeway. Today, I'm going to talk about discovering hope for others. My heart sank as I looked at my phone at the text from a friend to pray for her daughter. She has been battling severe health issues for over a year. I heard the anguish in her words and felt the heaviness in her spirit. There are no easy answers, no silver lining, No Christian bumper sticker to ease the pain of this one. All I could do was respond with the promise that I would pray with hope, asking God for healing and pleading alongside her for a miracle. Most people understand hope as wishful thinking. We say things like, I hope you feel better. While this is encouraging, it's not what the Bible means by hope. The biblical definition of hope is confident expectation. Hope described in Scripture is not an aspiration or even goals for something to happen in the future, but instead it is an assured expectation that God is who he says he is and operates how he promises to operate. The strength of hope for the Christian is not in our feelings or even our faith. Instead, it's rooted in God's faithfulness we hold unswervingly to the hope we profess because he who promised is faithful. In the gospels, there are many times where Jesus speaks frankly about the reason he came. When talking to Zacchaeus, he says he came to seek and save the lost. To the Pharisees, he contrasts his intentions with the intentions of the evil one when he says that the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, but he came that we may have life abundantly. To the crowds as he entered Jerusalem at Passover, Jesus promises himself as the gift of light. The Father promises to never leave or forsake us, and the Holy Spirit promises to comfort us and unceasingly intercede on our behalf. These are just a few of the promises of the faithfulness of God, the faithfulness that our hope is built upon. I think one of the most powerful gifts we can offer others is hope. When a friend struggles with meaninglessness, I offer hope when I walk beside her, sharing stories of my own struggles and the ways I have seen God work. When a coworker is lonely, the companionship I offer over lunch is out of the abundance of knowing that I am never alone. When a family member is disappointed that life isn't turning out the way they hoped, I testify that there's more to life than this. And when a friend is hurt by the sting of rejection, hope looks like a listening ear because I have been listened to more times than I can count by my loving Father. All of these are tangible examples of hope firmly planted in the soil of my own experience, God's faithfulness that I can offer generously to others that hope is so much more potent than wishful thinking. Paul prays for the church in Rome to be filled by the God of hope with all joy and peace so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hope is not a solitary experience. It's meant to overflow onto those around us. And as we're filled, we take up the task of offering hope to others wherever we can. Through our actions and our words, we proclaim that even in the deepest darkness, there is one we can trust and one who will never leave us. We believe in and for others that even if the worst comes to pass in this lifetime, that the goodness, faithfulness, and promises of God will still remain. Our hope is in his faithfulness. In the Christmas story, we hear of Mary's faith as she receives the Lord's plan for her to have a baby. Luke says that she quickly hurried off to visit her cousin Elizabeth. I wonder, after the shock of being visited by an angel wears off, did the reality of scandal and hardships settle in? Could she have rushed off to see Elizabeth because she was searching for some encouragement, some reassurance that God had not abandoned her? some reminder that there was hope in his faithfulness. Sometimes it's hard to muster hope. We know the truth, but our hearts are stuck in grief and disappointment. When we have no imagination for what the good looks like in his promise to work all things for good, we need others to walk alongside us with hope. We are surrounded by people who have never even tasted of the hope of salvation which makes our experience of knowing the God of hope even more precious. I have several friends whose kids are going through horrible suffering. There's no easy answers, and the season is long. They are strong in faith and defeated in spirit. They know the hope that is before them, but the circumstances have left them weary. There is nothing I can do or say that will make this impossible situation disappear, but I can stand beside them with hope. I can remember God's promises for them, even if they cannot. I can plead with the Father for healing and comfort, and I can comfort them with what I've experienced in times of deep pain. The hope we have is meant to be shared, The unique hope we have to offer this Christmas is that the unimaginable is true. God himself comes to us. May we discover that hope anew this Advent season so that we can freely offer that invitation of hope to others. Help us taste and see that the Lord is good so we can walk together in the crazy hope of the Father's faithfulness. Let's pray. Jesus, I want to discover your hope for others this Christmas. Increase my joy and love so it supernaturally spills out onto onto those around me. Give me opportunities this Christmas to demonstrate, remind, and introduce people to you and the eternal hope of your love and forgiveness. Amen.